you caring for an aging loved one? Are you a senior searching for answers? Welcome to Senior Care Live, a program dedicated to you, providing information, education, and resources for seniors and their caregivers. And now, America's Senior Care Consultant, Steve Keeker. Hello and welcome to Senior Care Live. I'm Steve Keeker, your Senior Care Consultant, and I really appreciate you tuning in. And today we have a wonderful program. This is going to be really, really helpful information uh, on tap today with David Wiley. He's the president and CEO of Kansas City Hospice and Palliative Care, and Heather Murphy. She's a registered nurse and the Director of Quality and Regulatory Compliance, again, from Kansas City Hospice and Palliative Care. And David and Heather, welcome to Senior Care Live. Thanks. Thanks. Good to be here today, Steve. And uh, Happy New Year. uh, Do well with the holidays. Yeah, Happy New Year to you. Yeah, yeah. it's doing... Good to be on 2024. Yeah. And, and I'll write 23 on anything for <laughs> oh, yeah. about another three or four, at least three or four months. So. Yeah, same here. <laughs> so, uh, okay. So uh, we have uh, just a, a really, really important information today. I just wanted to let everyone know nationally. They're like, well, wait a minute. This is a Kansas City-based group. But the information that we're sharing today will be helpful to you wherever you live. And then uh, a little bit later, we're going to give you a resource where you can locate a quality hospice provider in your area. So with David, uh, with that, David, I'll uh, turn it over to you. You know, Steve, thanks for having us today. It's very special to, to talk about the benefits of hospice care when such highly regarded folks like former President Jimmy Carter and former First Lady Rosalind Carter have had the tremendous benefit of hospice, and that's been brought into focus, you know, during this past year, maybe more than it ever has been. Um, we've been touched by to follow their stories and see how they've benefited from our from hospice services, and thought it would be a good time to talk about it, um, you know, at a, a national level. Frankly, the the benefits are truly the same no matter who you are, a former president or your neighbor or your next door or, or even you know a grandparent. Um, I'm really proud to have our Director of Quality and Regulatory Compliance, Heather Murphy, with us today. She's going to talk through some of the details and information that we offer at Kansas City Hospice. All right. And welcome, Heather. And uh, tell us a little about yourself and your background, please. Sure. Thanks for having me. Uh, I am a longtime resident of Kansas City and have been a nurse for 28 years. For over 20 of those years, I've worked in quality assurance and safety and education in healthcare, And I've been with Kansas City Hospice for a little over 12 years. Okay. All right. Excellent. And uh, uh, and again, I, I appreciate you being here. And uh, uh, now, David, w- when you first came on, you'd mentioned President Carter, and he is someone whose family has spoken very openly about him being on hospice care. I even remember a news report where they were talking about that. Sure, of course. You know, that has been a, a beautiful and refreshing um, to us as as an industry and as an organization. And Steve, as you know, that he and his family are seeing so many benefits from hospice. It's just really wonderful. But this decision isn't because he's the former president. It's, it's not because he's famous. It's because he, his family, his physician decided it was time for home hospice care, which was back in February of 2023. And that's a benefit that's available to every person, you know, in America. And interestingly, the federal payment model that led to the Medicare hospice benefit actually began during President Carter's term in office. Yep, that's right, David. Uh, hospice In hospice, we treat the family um, and the patient as a unit. And so that's what's wonderful about hospice is that it benefits both the patient and their caregiver. 
And Heather, I'll guarantee you, most people don't really understand that. I didn't understand mm-hmm. it until we had a hospice uh, a provider provide service for my dad. And then I realized, wow, wait a minute, they're here for us, too. And I didn't really have an appreciation for that. Yep, so uh, I think that's really important to highlight that. And if I remember correctly, uh, First Lady Rosalind Carter uh, was on hospice care as well, wasn't she? Yes, she was. Um, she had hospice care in her home. Um, she started about nine months after President Carter. Um, and but that's the beauty of hospice is that it's on your terms. Um, they each had two very different experiences. Um, the former first lady was on hospice for only two days, um, starting in November of 2023. But the former president uh, continues to see the benefits of hospice now almost 11 months later. Uh, every hospice experience is different, whether you're in Plains, Georgia or at Kansas City Hospice. Uh, it's really tailored to the needs of the patient um, and of the family. And, you know, I love the I love the idea that, David, you had mentioned it's a decision between the patient, their family, and, and their physician, no matter who you are, whether you're famous uh, or, or, or not. Most of us are not famous. So. Right. <laughs> but uh, it makes me want to ask, is there a typical length of stay on hospice or maybe a, a recommended amount of time? You know, it's a great question, Steve. Um, the National Hospice and Palliative Care Organization, or NHPCO, you know, they're the, the largest organization in the country that tracks this information. Um, what we know from um, this organization is that the average length of stay on hospice is about 97 days. So that's average. Um, and that's that's basically, you know, the average number of days that people are enrolled in the Medicare hospice benefit at the time of, of death or before they die. Yep. And to directly answer your question, Steve, there's no recommended amount of time. Um, it's very personal for each family and each person. Um, hospice care is available to families in their home, like the Carters received, or in long-term care facility or at one of the, our hospice houses or an inpatient facility. Um, that's something else a lot of people don't know about this benefit from Medicare is that care can be received in any number of places. And, you know, they're, they're really – we should talk about what the real benefits are um, of this hospice benefit. You know, we recognize the importance of caring for both patients and caregivers – By saying yes to hospice, you're really creating a comprehensive support system during a very challenging time. By addressing the needs of caregivers, too, our aim is to enhance the overall quality of life for everyone involved. So really, the sooner that peace of mind and comfort begins, the better you as the patient and your family and, and or caregivers are likely to feel. So there's really no recommended amount of time to be on hospice, but it's such a comfort to most people. Usually what we hear, Steve, is... I really wish that I would have known about this sooner. I've heard that a million times. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that means you've heard it about 10 million times. <laughs> Absolutely. It's uh, uh, once you understand the uh, just how important of a benefit in a service and just a, a, an overall comfort and support. Once you understand that, you're like, I, I wish I would have called sooner. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, if a, a, a loved one um, qualifies for hospice and we will work with uh, their physician to look at that eligibility, then Medicare pays for the hospice benefit at 100%. That's incredible. It really is, yeah. I think, one of the best benefits uh, that Medicare has to offer. Um, it includes medications, their medical equipment, um, and other treatments that they need to help manage their pain and symptoms. Um, you know, hospice, the aim is to make the patient comfortable and supported in their preferred setting, which is often at home. 
Um, it can re- reduce their need to go back to the hospital, which is such a relief uh, so often to them and the family um, because it can be so emotionally and financially taxing for the patient and their family. Uh, you know, the hospice benefit from Medicare includes visits and oversight from the hospice physician or nurse practitioner who keeps an eye on their condition and provides guidance on pain and symptom management as well. Um, You know, the hospice benefit, it it covers, as we said earlier, the cost of those medical supplies and equipment and um, the help to manage the patient's condition, too. Uh, You know, I had a friend whose father was on hospice with us for several months, and she was talking about it with a friend at work. And after she was finished, her friend said, how do you guys afford all that? And she's like, it's free. It's covered as part of his Medicare. And so I just thought that was so striking, um, you know, that that. Uh, people don't really understand that. I, I, I'll guarantee you most people do not. They're like, well, I don't know if I could afford that. Well, if you have a Medicare plan, it is covered at 100%. It's not an 80-20 kind of a situation. So you don't have to worry about whether your supplement will cover the other 20. It is covered 100% by your Medicare benefit. And I just, I'm so glad that we're highlighting that today. Um, unfortunately, my dad passed away at age 56. He was still on oh, private insurance, sure. but his private insurance plan also paid for that yeah, yeah. at 100%. Yeah. It was it was a wonderful benefit, and, and we received great care. Do you find that most private insurance companies also pay for hospice services? Yeah. You know, Steve, we work, um, you know, the bulk of our patients are typically elderly, but yeah, yeah. we work with uh, newborns all the way to centurions and uh, but we do so that we have all coverage uh, from commercial insurance and so the answer is yes we we work with commercial insurance carers all the time okay so if you'd like to reach out to kansas city hospice and palliative care maybe you have uh, someone in your family and you're wondering if they might uh, qualify for this really, really important and helpful benefit, uh, I would invite you to reach out to Kansas City Hospice and Palliative Care at 816-363-2600 or online at kchospice.org. And if you are outside of the Kansas City area, uh, again, hang on because we're going to provide uh, some uh, a way that you can locate a quality hospice provider in your area. But first, the Senior Care Live question of the week. How many people experienced hospice care in the year 2020 nationwide, according to the National Hospice and Palliative Care Organization? And here are the options. A, 1.49 million. B, 1.72 million. C, 1.55 million. Or D, 1.43 million. What do you think? You're listening to Senior Care Live on the Senior Care Broadcasting Network. For more information, visit SeniorCareLive.com. We'll have more with Steve coming up next. Welcome back. You're listening to Senior Care Live on the Senior Care Broadcasting Network. For more information, go to SeniorCareLive.com. All right, back to the Senior Care Live question of the week. How many people experienced hospice care in 2020 nationwide, according to the National Hospice and Palliative Care Organization? Here are your options. A, 1.49 million. B, 1.72 million. C, 1.55 million, or D, 1.43 million? And the answer is... 
1.72 million patients and their families experienced hospice care in the year 2020. And this number increased, and I was really glad to see this, increased from 1.61 million in 2019. So just in one year, you know, that that's a big jump. And uh, David, that tells me that more and more people are finding out about hospice services. They're discussing that with their doctor. It's being ordered more by their doctor. That many more people are benefiting from the service. Yeah, you're exactly right, Steve. You know, we, we watch that percentage uh, increase, and that's important. And that's why we do things like this, have the conversation so people learn. Absolutely. And, 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 you know, we were talking about some of the benefits of hospice before the break, and I can see that patients and their caregivers see a, a real value in hospice. You know, it's really true, Steve. And it's much more than the medical benefit, although that's a very key component. You know, Heather mentioned that um, a physician or a nurse practitioner follows along with your your care the entire time that you'd be on hospice service or with Kansas City Hospice. And in addition, registered nurses and there's other healthcare professionals that provide hands-on care, monitoring, managing medications, ensuring that the patient receives appropriate pain management and symptom relief. You know, all of this helps to alleviate the physical and emotional burden that the patient's family is going through. Okay, and that is excellent. And again, for our national audience, we're speaking with uh, David and Heather today with Kansas, from Kansas City Hospice and Palliative Care, and we're letting you in on this conversation because I think the information we're covering today can really benefit anyone in the entire country. And if you hold on, we're going to have a little discussion on how you can find and identify a, a quality hospice provider uh, in your area. And, and Heather, I would love for you to share some additional resources uh, that, that come along with that medical care for the hospice patient. Yep, sure. For the patients themselves, Steve, hospice care sometimes includes assistance with simple personal care activities that they need like bathing, dressing, and grooming. Um, This assistance is a real boost to the patient's comfort and dignity, and when it's needed and when it happens, it really lightens the load for the caregiver as well. Um, We also have social workers and chaplains. They're a key part of the hospice team. Um, They provide important emotional and spiritual support and help with community resources and other other needs of the family. Um, And then I also want to mention respite care. It's a a unique um, benefit that hospice provides, which offers temporary relief um, to family caregivers. It allows the caregivers to take a break, break, rest, and recharge, uh, knowing that their loved one is being cared for. And that really um, is so beneficial to the caregiver. Well, when you talk about that personal care assistance and then a respite temporary break for the caregiver, um, I, 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 can't even, I can't even explain how important that is. So I would like to focus for a moment on the caregiver and how does that hospice benefit, uh, benefit the caregivers uh, very specifically for the caregivers? You know, Steve, it's a really important question. And, and at Kansas City Hospice, in addition to the respite care that Heather mentioned, you know, you, you can expect um, expert medical support. And, and this applies to really hospices universally. Expert medical support, uh, emotional and psychological support, which can really help alleviate feelings of isolation and anxiety. Education and training. Um, our hospice teams educate caregivers about the patient's condition helping them better understand what to expect in the coming weeks and days. Um, The knowledge uh, empowers caregivers to provide better care and and make informed decisions. Shared decision-making is important. Um, Hospice teams involve caregivers in in care decisions, ensuring that the patient's wishes and the caregiver's concerns are paramount. Uh, This collaborative approach relieves caregivers uh, of the burden of making difficult decisions alone. 
You know, and finally, uh, I'd like to mention uh, grief support or bereavement support. Our uh, hospice uh, services include support during the grieving process, meeting caregivers where they are, and helping them navigate their feelings of loss. Um, it's, this support can be through phone calls, in-person, or even virtual telehealth sessions. Um, we have intentionally timed mailings and group sessions. Um, just lots of things that are tailored to those in the family interested in uh, receiving grief support. And it's, it's, we're proud uh, of that as well. You know, overall, Steve, it's about the quality of life. It's about the patient's quality of life, and it's about the caregiver's quality of life. We help them find joy with their loved ones, and we take the worry of caregiving away. We started out here talking about two very high-profile people who took advantage of a benefit that's available to them, not because they happen to be the former first lady and president, but because they are people, people who need care at the end of their life. So we want all people to know that you can have the same experience as former President Carter. And if you and your physician decide it makes sense, you could see the benefits of hospice for just as long as, as he has at home like him or perhaps in a long-term care facility or in our case, in one, in, in one of our two hospice houses. We can help you and your family at the end of your life. And, and there's really a very, very good chance it won't cost you anything. That is just phenomenal information. It's so valuable. Uh, where can uh, our, our listeners find details and learn more? Well, for our uh, nationwide listeners, Medicare has an entire website that they've created. Um, and if you just do an internet search for uh, Medicare Care Compare, it's a place where consumers can go uh, to find out the best rated um, areas of all health care, but in this case, hospice. And you can go in. It can uh, help you see uh, how they are rated as far as family satisfaction and clinical care and, and other quality uh, care that they provide. So it's a very handy resource um, for those uh, all across the nation. Okay, so go to Medicare Compare, and you can you can do a search on hospice providers, home health providers, long-term care providers, et cetera. And David, you had mentioned uh, on the break that uh, there's a little more to it than just looking at some star ratings. Yeah, you know, I think it's important to understand um, a little bit more about the hospice, how big they are, how big their census is. You know, that kind of gives you a sense of their scale. And, you know, you want a provider that has that is big enough that can support you 24-7, seven days a week. We pride ourselves in that, of course. And um, I think it's really important uh, for people to interview hospices. They should be asking questions. And I know that's why we want you to, to understand hospice now so that you're not faced with a really rapid decision in a critical moment. The more you know now, the better you can make an informed decision. And so asking those questions uh, along the way, I think, is super important. And where do you find the questions? You know, uh, on the hospice compare, there's there's actually a, okay. a link and okay. you can just click that. And then, you know, talking to your physician and asking their recommendation of what hospice. And I think understanding why they're recommending that hospice is really an important question. All right, David Wiley and Heather Murphy, both with Kansas City Hospice and Palliative Care. And again, nationally, uh, just go to Medicare Compare, and you can look up some hospice providers in your agency. You can click the link and download a list of questions when you're interviewing them. Discuss that with your physician locally in the Kansas City metro area, kchospice.org, or call 816-363-2600. And David and Heather, thanks so much for being here today. Fantastic information. And what a great way to kick off the new year. Yes, thanks for having us. Absolutely. Good to be here. Thanks, Steve. All right. We'll have more coming up next. You're listening to Senior Care Live on the Senior Care Broadcasting Network. Have a question? Visit SeniorCareLive.com. 
Stick around. We'll have more with Steve coming up next. Welcome back. You're listening to Senior Care Live on the Senior Care Broadcasting Network. For podcasts of the program, go to SeniorCareLive.com or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, just want to say thanks again to David and Heather from Kansas City Hospice and Palliative Care. And uh, that, that was really, really good, really, really helpful information on that. And I, I hope that you got as much out of that as I did. And I want to just go ahead and just put kind of an emphasis on this. So if you go to, I'll give you the exact uh, website address, but it, it might be easier just to Google or put in the search bar Medicare Compare Hospice agency. And that'll take you straight to it if you click on the link that will come up. But it's medicare.gov forward slash care dash compare. <laughs> so if you can remember that, that, that's great. It might be easier just doing a search. Uh, but you can do a search on doctors and clinicians, hospitals, uh, uh, nursing homes, including rehab, home health a- agencies, and hospice care. And, and and some other long-term care hospitals and a lot of other places uh, or, or actually services that you can you can do a search on. But your location is just going to be, you know, like your city and state. Just do a search and, and it will come up and they have these hospice agencies uh, rated. And then, like David said, not all hospice providers are the same. And some of them could be very, very different from another hospice provider in your area. So be sure to download that list of questions that you can ask a hospice provider. And this sounds very, very helpful. And actually, in last week's program, I offered my home care provider screening tool, and that's a list of 34 questions that you can use when interviewing you know, two or three quality home care providers. This is kind of the same situation where you can ask a hospice provider some very focused and pointed questions as you interview two or three quality hospice providers in your area. So, so really good information, and, and hopefully, again, that you got as much out of that as I did. It was just fantastic information. And in my opinion, the hospice benefit is just still – the numbers are going up, which is great, but it's, it's still, in my opinion, a, a very underutilized benefit. I was actually surprised to hear that the average days on hospice was 93, which, which is great. Uh, typically, it's, it can be – you know, much, much longer than that. I think David mentioned that President Carter has been on hospice services for, you know, like 11 months. So, um, and and then the First Lady was only on hospice care just for a few days. Everyone's experience is different. But again, if, if, if you think you might qualify and you have Medicare, don't worry about the financial side of this. Medicare pays for this 100%. If you don't remember anything else from this show, (laughs) remember that hospice services are paid for 100% from your Medicare benefit. So don't delay because, oh, we're not sure if we can afford that. Make the call. Get get hospice services going. It will help your family. It will help the individual qualified for the hospice care. and, And you just won't regret it. 
I wish in our family, when my dad was really sick, I wish we would have called, uh, reached out to, to a hospice provider much, much sooner than we did. They were such a benefit. They were such a blessing. And they really did pour into the family. They helped all of us, including my dad. And I didn't have an appreciation for that until we actually went through that experience. So, uh, uh, so again, hopefully that was very helpful to all of you listening. All right, so we're going to shift gears here, and uh, we got a call from a gentleman. His aunt is uh, age 93, and she is doing fantastic. (laughs) She's doing so well at home. And then I had the question, which is such a good question, and I thought, ooh, I need to talk about that on the show. So what should they be doing As far as looking ahead for this 93-year-old lady who is doing perfectly fine living independently in her own home. Now, she's not driving anymore, but, you know, she has people kind of helping out a little bit with that. But she's doing great. And I said, well, let's talk about that. So, first of all, you're super, super incredibly smart for asking the question and wanting to look ahead. Um, if I, I just explain that, and God forbid, but if she should have a fall or, or any, any incident, okay, but a, a fall is just so, so common. If she has a fall and if she should break her hip, again, super common, at that age, we, we don't typically, it's not impossible, but typically we just don't bounce back from injuries like that after I I would estimate in your kind of your mid 80s to 90 or older we just become more fragile at that point. And one incident if you fall and you break your hip and you're in, in your you know in your 70s typically you see folks bounce back from that pretty well. Some very well maybe not as quite as I mean there there's a range there but typically you're, you're going to bounce back from that. Even in your early 80s, you might bounce back from that. But mid-80s and up, and and as each year goes by, we become more and more fragile. It takes less and less of an incident to all of a sudden change our level of independence drastically. So we talked about what if she should have a fall. A likely scenario that she would go to the hospital and she would uh, they would tend to that fractured hip and it could be a surgical procedure. They could pin the hip. They could replace the hip. I mean, you know, obviously that is up to the medical professionals as far as the best treatment. But assuming the hip is repaired or replaced, then she would qualify after that for a rehab stay, Medicare, skilled nursing and rehab stay, paid by, again, paid for by your Medicare benefit for two to four weeks. It could be Six weeks, maybe even eight weeks, as long as that rehab patient is showing continuous improvement, they're going to keep that going until you either plateau or you reach your original capabilities, your original baseline. Okay, but that, you know, that gives you a number of weeks to then think about that next step. So that next step, if she goes home, then... Again, Medicare will pay for a home health agency to come to your home 
with a physical therapist, an occupational therapist, a, a skilled nursing, a registered nurse might stop by your house, maybe even speech therapist if you qualify for that, if you should need that type of therapy. And uh, they can come to your home and help you with your therapy in your home. But they are there for an intermittent visit. They're there to perform a task and then they leave. So this is not an hourly situation. A lot of people don't understand that. So Medicare, let's say Medicare pays for your therapy. A doctor orders the therapy and a physical therapy is a therapist will come by your house, uh, let's say two or three times a week. They're going to come to your house. There's going to be a care plan that they will follow. They'll help you with therapy in your home. And then they're typically gone within you know, 45 to 60 minutes, about maybe about an hour. And then they leave. And a couple of days later, they'll come back and they do this over and over and over again. So the question is, and again, we talked about this last week, uh, is there someone there to help out this sweet 93-year-old lady in her house? And again, you can assemble that group of family and friend caregivers, but if they're not available or if they can't provide enough help, you can bring in a home care. But And I was just thinking this through. I was just free thinking with this person I spoke with. Home care costs about $35 to $40 per hour these days. If she needs 24-hour care that you're paying for, you can expect to pay $25,000 to $30,000 per month. And a lot of people fall over sideways <laughs> at that point, and they're like, what? Uh, you're, you're kidding. So, uh, so that I mean, that could be a challenge. I, I don't know a lot of people that can pay for that for very long. So the other thing that we talked about was, and again, just planning in advance, I would recommend doing a proactive search. And, uh, and, and after the break, I'm going to continue this and explain it. I actually did this for a senior care consulting client. If you, if, if you want to be proactive, do a search proactively, and I would recommend for someone that age searching for an assisted living community that is connected to or awful, also offers long-term care as part of their organization so that you have a plan then where your loved one could age in place. And we talked all of that through, and they were just thrilled with all the information because they said, you know, she's 93, she's doing wonderfully but we know that could change at a moment's notice. So coming up next, I'm going to share a story about one of my favorite clients, Olive. Don't go away. You're listening to Senior Care Live on the Senior Care Broadcasting Network. To contact Steve or a guest on his show, visit SeniorCareLive.com. We'll have more coming up. Welcome back. You're listening to Senior Care Live on the Senior Care Broadcasting Network. Have a question? Visit SeniorCareLive.com. Okay, so I met one of the sweetest ladies ever. Her name is Olive. And I, I get this call. And she said her name. She said, Steve, I'm, I'm approaching 100 years old. I'm 99 years old. And I listened to your radio program. 
And you're always talking about, you know, planning, being proactive, kind of have your ducks in a row. And she said, you know, I'm getting to the age where I think I need to plan for my future. And I said, I just love you already. <laughs> and uh, she was just the sweetest lady. And she said, uh, but, you know, I, I don't like getting out uh, uh, out of the house uh, these days. Could you stop by? And I said, sure, I'll, I'll stop by your place. So I stopped by. And she said, well, you came by uh, on a very, very special day for me. And I said, and how's that? And she said, today I turn, today is my birthday. I'm, I'm now 100 years old. And of course, I got to I got to give her the birthday hug and everything, and it was again one of my one of my very favorite clients ever. And she said, "I need I do need to plan for my future. I know that I'm going to need some help. I'm slowing down." And she just turned 100. Independent, still at home. And so we talked about that, and she was a a, a good candidate for the assisted living level of care at that time. And so we talked about that. And remember, at the assisted living level of care, there the primary purpose of assisted living is to help you remain as independent as you can and do as many things for yourself as you can. But if you need a little help with those activities of daily living, bathing, dressing, grooming, using the restroom, uh, you know some of these things, they can they can help you minimally or they can help you fully with these things. They also provide all of your meals, snacks, hydration. Uh, they can distribute your medication, which is really, really super important at, at that point in your life. Uh, it's important for everyone, but especially uh, as we get older, it's more and more important. And uh, they'll also provide a full slate of activities for meaningful social engagement. Doctors will visit your assisted living community. They'll meet you in your apartment or somewhere in the building. So doctors and other medical specialists essentially make house calls. Uh, There is also transportation available to take you out to see your physician or maybe a specialist out in the community. So there's a tremendous amount of support there. And I said, but, Olive, what if you should decline and need more help than that? Then you're going to need long-term care. She said, so would that be kind of like a nursing home? And I said, Yes, yes. I I said a lot of people do still refer to that as a nursing home. I refer to it as long-term care. But yes, that's the highest level of care that is available. It's, It's the next step after assisted living. And I said, Olive, what I would strongly suggest is that we look for an assisted living community that is connected to long-term care. That way, if you move into assisted living and then a certain time certain period of time down the road, you might need more help than that. All you have to do is transition, maybe even, you know, right across the hall or, you know, right across the lawn into a different building if it's a campus style of an arrangement. So she preferred that long-term care would be provided in the same building. So then I tailored and customized our search for assisted living connected to long-term care I tailored that search to, uh, I I left out the campus options, and we wanted everything in one building. And so we went out, we took our tours, we did our due diligence, and she selected a fantastic place, and she moved into assisted living, and and, and long-term care, again, is available. And so that's, uh, and and I, I actually shared that story with the person 
uh, whose aunt is 93, and, uh, and, and he thought that was a, a great, great idea. Then we have all of our bases covered. And, and again, but, but Steve, what happens if we, we have a crisis and, and we didn't see that one coming and we just have to react? There's no problem. I, I work with clients like that all the time. You know, we we didn't think we needed any help. And all of a sudden we had a fall and all of a sudden everything has changed. And now we do need help. That That's great. I work with clients all the time. So let me explain how my firm Senior Care Consulting operates. And uh, and again, if, we're, if we can be proactive, that is an ideal situation. So Senior Care Consulting, first of all, we offer a free consultation. And I want to just throw that out there and let you know. And we can uh, we can have a discussion about your needs and how our firm can help you through that search and selection process. But if we decide to move forward, it's it's very very methodical, very transparent. The first step is uh, we conduct a proprietary geriatric care assessment, and what that is is we ask a lot of questions, and we're building a care profile, which is a detailed description of exactly what we're looking for on your behalf, exactly what you need. And we need to answer the the big five questions. We actually figure out a lot more than that. But we need to really need to know the level of care, the type of care, the payment methods, because this stuff is really expensive. We have a good conversation on that. We need to know our location parameters. We all want to be as close as we can be. But, you know, how the question is, how far are you willing to drive for the best care? That That's a, an important question. And then any personal preferences and needs uh, that are very specific to you and your situation. We also determine a lot of other information, but we have to know the, the, the big five, I call it, <laughs> to uh, conduct an, effect, an effective uh, research within the market to identify our top options. So then, again, with that care profile, then we research the entire marketplace and we narrow it to our top options. And then... The next step, this is exactly what I did for my own grandparents many, many years ago. The next step is we'll go out and we'll take a tour of our top options. And when we're there, we're going to see everything that we need to see. And then I ask a lot of questions uh, that, frankly, most of my clients would never even know to ask. I've been an administrator of long-term care communities, assisted living communities, memory care communities. So uh, I, I look at this, I think, a little bit differently than most folks. So I ask a lot of questions that are super, super helpful and beneficial to my clients, gather a lot of information. We're in and out of each place in about an hour or maybe less. So the whole thing, we're done before 1 o'clock in the afternoon. Let me just put that in perspective. My clients spend three or four hours going through the search and selection process. People doing it on their own, if they're trying to do the research and their homework and trying to get it right, are spending 50 to 100 hours. So we save you a lot of time. And then the output of the whole program is called, I call it a summary report. So we generate a report with all of the questions asked, information discovered, staffing ratios, uh, what was found in the most recent surprise healthcare inspection. And now you're in the ultimate position to make an informed decision and move forward with confidence. If that appeals to you, if that resonates to you, if you'd like more information, reach out to Senior Care Consulting at 913-945-2800 or online at SeniorCareConsulting.com. All right, I'm Steve Keeker, and I wish you grace and peace. May God bless you and your family on this day and always. 
Join me next week right here on Senior Care Live. Senior Care Live.